Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. It is Sunday and you know what that means. It is time for the sick podcast with Andy McNamara. Fantasy football weeknight getting you ready. Browns Cardinals preview. Lot to get to. Let's go. Turn up your volume. Your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara, the sickest Cleveland Browns podcast. Chubb runs, he's to the 10, 15, he's to the 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, there goes Chubb, he's to the 30, 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Chubb a love hub! It's gonna be sick. Hey everybody, week nine is here. Week nine is here. Hope everyone's doing well. I'm Andy McNamara. Oh boy. Uh, buys are back. Buys are back. There are a ton of garbage quarterback matchups today. Oh my goodness. There's like six rookies, backups all over the place. It's, it's a mess. We're going to help navigate you through that on the fantasy football side. Get you ready for a very important Browns Cardinals game in Cleveland Later on today, our guy Grant Gillen from IDP Guys is on site. He's going to be at, at right in front of the stadium. Give us a bit of a scene set. Deshaun Watson is returning with that shoulder. Is it ready? Is it not? Well, it's it's ready enough, apparently. And we will see against the one and seven Cardinals who are down to their third string running back with rookie Clayton Toon, uh, fifth round pick who went one spot before Dorian Thompson Robinson was selected by the Browns in the draft. So no excuses for the Browns not to absolutely smash the Cardinals. They're 12 and a half point favorites. That's a bit rich for me, but the Browns are there relatively healthy overall, you know, relative Jerome Ford's going to be back in the backfield. So you should have that nice three man rotation. It all depends. Can Kevin Stefanski control himself enough to not put too much on the shoulders or specifically the right micro tear rotator cuff shoulder of Deshaun Watson? And because after this, if you get upset by this one, you got Baltimore and you got Pittsburgh right after. This is the season coming up. You got to get to five and three by any means necessary, especially with Pittsburgh squeaking out another one. I don't know how that team keeps winning on Thursday against the Titans there. Okay, let's bring in our guy from Sportsnet, Show Ali, into the program. He's back. He's ready. Show, how are you, buddy? Good, Andy. How's it going? I'm going good, man. We got the Browns mug ready to rock and roll. I, uh, let me ask you, I, I need a Browns, uh, oh. some Browns advice from you. Okay, what do we got? So, in, in our fantasy league, I oh. have been carrying Deshaun Watson. He was drafted, I drafted him as my yeah, second or third quarterback. It's a super flex league. Yeah. And, I mean, he's been terrible all year from a fantasy perspective, but he's playing the Cardinals. The Cardinals today, who are also abysmal. I mean, do, yeah. you, do you start Deshaun Watson today, Andy? Boy, show, I just... Okay, who's your other option? Let's let's hear that. For, do you have another option? Well, it's uh, Jordan Love is the other guy. I think I'd go Jordan Love. Like, show really? I guarantee, I guarantee you this: the first <laughs> pass Deshaun Watson throws today is going to be at this angle in the dirt, and I'm going to freak out. You're going to hear me yell. Okay, <laughs> I guarantee okay, you know it's going to happen. I think they're going to run the ball. Um, I just I, like show. I can't trust Deshaun Watson because. It's been 43 days since his last full start against the Titans, the game I was at in week three, where he looked awesome. Right. But then you coupled, and just then, the rust was finally off. But then you re-add, like, he's, he's total tin man, right? There's just more rust put back on on top of the other rust that he just got rid of. I just couldn't, I just can't, like, I hope I'm wrong. I hope he throws for three touchdowns. But I just can't, in good faith, tell you to start Deshaun Watson. I think I'd rather go. With Jordan Love, like Jordan Love fantasy-wise, overall, he's had some hiccups, but overall has been pretty good this year. 
You know what? That is true. I, th- I find the rushing floor of Jordan Love has has buoyed his fantasy output mm. like more often than not, right? He does, he's not yeah. always throwing touchdowns, and he turns the ball over a fair bit, which is uh, no, neither of those things are great for rookies. <laughs> Like, I know he's not a rookie, but for quote unquote for rookies, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. He has he's had a decent floor. I feel like the ceiling might be higher with Deshaun Watson, but uh, yeah, you're probably right. Maybe in first game action in several weeks, almost a month, I guess, or, or more than a month, I think uh, it's probably yeah. not ideal. Right, and the last time he did see the field was against the Colts, and he had like five passes, and one was picked off, and then he got shoved right. to the ground, and they benched him. Like it, I, again, I no one hopes I'm wrong more than me. Okay. I hope you're like, Andy, Deshaun Watson got 40 fantasy points. I'm like, ah, <laughs> I just, I just, you know, I, it's one of those things. So at this point, I have to see it. Like, I, I just have to see it happen first before we do that. Um, <laughs> so folks, make sure you're getting in your fantasy football questions. You can jump into the chat here on the live stream. You can go on social media at AndyMC81, at SNSLE, at SickPodBrowns, Instagram, at AndyMCSports. Get in there, get in the chat. Jump on in, get those fantasy football questions in. We got T Wolf in the house. There we go, Thunder Wolf, best handle in Twitter. Rick's in. Uh, we'll talk to uh, everybody a little bit later on. And when uh, Grant wa- is uh, outside the stadium at Cleveland Brown Stadium, we'll join him there. So, show uh, right now. Hey, it's we're back to international games. We got the German game going on. Jalen Waddle was knocked out for a bit. He's back in. So, good news for Jalen Waddle owners. And looks like seven nothing Chiefs. Uh, the Dolphins so far. Boy, this is a match I bet the NFL. Like, oh, like, shouldn't this be a primetime match in America? Like, this seems like a waste so early. Well, it's funny, right? Because I guess, I guess like, it is a primetime match, even if it is just super, super early, because it's mm. the only game on right now. But you're right. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. This, this is the more of a makings of, like, a Sunday nighter or a Monday nighter. But it does – it's it's a nice way to start the football day because you get Chiefs yeah. Dolphins now – then you have a whole whack of games that are pretty good in the one o'clock slate on the East Coast, and then I think you got Cowboys Eagles uh, at four thirty, and yeah. the Sunday nighter is Bills Bengals. That's so you sweet. pretty much have some pretty good marquee matchups at every level, which is not too bad. Yeah, it, it actually you're right. It actually is for for those prime time games today. Pretty sweet rundown for today. That's that's really really solid. Okay, let's get to some of these games then. All right, well. Uh, Let's let's go. Let's do. You know what? Let's start with the Raiders Giants game and show you're a Patriots fan, Josh. For those who didn't see the report from, I think it was Schefter and Ian Rapoport of of like essentially what happened from these reports is the team they had a team meeting and everyone just unloaded on head coach Josh McDaniels. They were it was like berating. Like apparently it was just ugly and he was sad. And then at Thursday practice he was just like they said he wasn't engaged. He was just like Meh. he was like. Just sad, moping around. And then they fired him on like Halloween night. And now he gets, what, four more years of a huge contract. And he does nothing. So good for him, I guess. I I guess. I I did see that the Raiders are on the hook to pay both him and Dave Ziegler $85 million over the next five years. $85 million to pay two guys to not work for you. That is absolutely wild. Uh, so, hey, I mean, good for Josh McDaniels, I guess. He probably will never be a head coach again, probably. Nor should he. Nor should he. Yeah, nor should he. Probably the right move. But, man, imagine getting paid, like, double digits, millions of dollars for the next four years to not coach for a franchise. Nah. Pretty crazy. There was actually that report from Albert Breer uh, that also said, kind of along with what, what you were saying, that the, the mood after games, after wins and losses, and the Raiders haven't won a ton this year, but whenever there would be like a check-in with the ownership between uh, the head coach and the GM and then Mark Davis, the owner, yeah. uh, it was like really combative and aggressive. And there was like a lot, it was very like an awe, it was an odd tone to the meeting. So I think it was just probably like a million things that went on. And then Devontae Adams getting missed on like two super Ooh. long touchdown throws from Jimmy G and the him getting sacked a billion times. That, and then the shot of Devontae Adams smashing his helmet on the bench. That yeah. was, that's got to be like the straw that broke the camel's back, I imagine. It, it had to be. And the fact too, just the, the dysfunction where the Jets wanted Devontae Adams 
you yeah. don't trade him, then you get rid of everyone in a move that you'd think would have really benefited the organization to get assets for Devontae Adams. You miss out on that. Now you have Aiden O'Connell in. And I just think this, and I'll get my danger zone pick later on will involve the Raiders and Giants. But show first game after a coaching change, especially when there's this much dysfunction. Like apparently at practice, they were playing uh, music again and it was like fun and all that because Josh McDaniels is his Belichick wannabe without the success, right? So he's trying to be all gruff and mean. And now they're all happy. I, I think this is a guaranteed win. I think like take whatever point, one and a half Vegas, I would take Vegas by like seven. I think this is a relief game and the players just play loose and kill the Giants. I mean, it helps the Giants are also bad, right? So it's not, it's not like playing the Chiefs today or like the Eagles or something. They're playing like one of the other worst teams in the NFL. Yeah, the thing about the whole Josh McDaniels or anyone emulating Bill Belichick is that, yes, it is true that most players have said Bill Belichick runs it a very tight ship, but yeah. a lot of players have also said that Bill Belichick is not like like an a-hole, essentially. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they, they he's, don't, he's, not, he's not... Like, yeah, he, he doesn't he doesn't treat you with uh, disrespect. Like he's, he's not like the drill sergeant who right. makes you do push ups or do laps or something. Like he is very exacting, certainly. But I, I have a, I you know I read a lot of the reports about the people like certainly uh, Josh McDaniels or Bill O'Brien or like Eric Mangini once a time, once upon a time, and yeah. it, it's like a lot of those guys took the wrong lesson from what made Bill Belichick so uh, so such a good coach essentially yeah that's a that's a very good point we got ns in the chat woohoo go andy hello hello is that is that natasha that might be tashi if that's natasha say hi ns okay hey everybody jump on in get those fantasy questions betting questions in uh let's so let's go through this game here aiden o'connell boy show if you're not named josh jacobs i don't know if i want a pco on the raiders today to be honest i don't want aiden o'connell sorry <laughs> uh, here's the thing though like when you when you have someone like Devontae Adams, you can't bench the guy. I know. Right? You got to play him. You got to play like him. It, you got to play him. I don't like it. But. Don't get me wrong. You're right that you can't expect anything like crazy from Adams. But I think the last time uh, Aiden O'Connell was in there, Devontae had just a whack of targets, like mm. a ton of targets, like eight to 10 plus targets. So I kind of feel like if that's the case, then if you're in a half or full PPR league, you might actually feel okay about Devontae's stat line once things are done. Yeah, and like you said, you're playing him anyway. Boy, show if you're the Giants, like, stop. Why? That's a 425. That's like a half primetime game. And now, like, why? I can understand the league thing with the Jets with Aaron Rodgers, okay? I can I can wrap my head around. It's Aaron Rodgers, fine. He was at the Breeders' Cup, actually, yesterday. They showed him on. He looked just such like a douchebag. <laughs> he looked like such a pilot. <laughs> he's like, yeah, my kill. He's like, God, you are, you are the worst. But he's... He's walking. He's throwing in practice. I don't know. But I can understand the, yeah. the Jets. Why the Giants? Why? Like, they were they had, they had a nice little year last year. But, like, I don't see why they're on so many. Like, it can't just be the New York marketplace. Because they, it's because they were, like, half good last year, and they right. played New York. That's literally oh. it. That's, that's the only reason. That's got to be it. So, who, so what do we do? Barkley? Like, like Yeah. Uh. I don't like know. You're playing Barkley, and I don't want nobody else. They did say Daniel Jones uh, is playing, right? Because Tyrod yeah. Taylor was put on the oh. IR. I know they had cleared Daniel Jones in some way, but I wasn't sure if they had said Daniel Jones yes. was actually starting. Daniel Jones' neck was removed from the injury report and okay. will play. So, if, you know what? If that's the case, all of both Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley's best games – have come when each other are on the field. Like when one of them is not on the field, they both yeah. stink. Uh, and but when both of them are on the field, they've actually both been pretty good. So I would feel about I feel okay. Maybe Daniel Jones. That's more of a super flex move than a yeah. uh, than a, than a standard league, for example. But uh, I would I would feel okay, if, especially if you're like missing Kirk Cousins, for example. Or you know, I mean, you oh, mentioned yeah. earlier all the bazillion rookies that are starting today. You probably feel better about starting like. Daniel Jones over like Jaron Hall or Clayton Toon or something. Yeah, well, exactly. And show you know what? I in our league, I dropped Daniel Jones because I was just done with them. I was just right. I anger dropped him. It's like no, my my flat. This is this is the combination of buys. Which oh boy, you know when you draft and you're like ah, you try to keep the buys in mind. You're like ah, oh, one week's gonna get me. This is the week. <laughs> this is the week for me. 
that I got got. I have Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill show. Yep. My old nemesis. There you go. It was it was either this. It was Taysom Hill and take the roller coaster that's that, or like Cam Akers or Keontae Ingram of like, let's go. Let's 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 get nuts. Let's go with you know what? Taysom Hill, Andy, is uh he's been very good all year, pretty much. This is gonna be the week he scores like two and a half points. A hundred percent. I totally agree. I absolutely agree. He has had three weeks in a row where he's been awesome. Like he is getting shut down today against an awful Chicago team for no reason. Yeah, exactly. That that's the thing. He's not even playing a good team no. against the Bears of all teams. Yeah, and he will be absolutely neutralized and do nothing today. And I'll be screaming, "Why did I do Taysom Hill?" Because he loves to to torment me. I know this, but you know that's that's fine. That's where that's the world we're living in right now. Uh, let's go. Let's go to uh, Vikings Falcons. You mentioned no Kirk Cousins. And there was actually rumors that the uh, Vikings will look to bring him back despite him being a free agent. Another probably 20 mil for old Kirk Cousins' bank account. What a life. Uh, they're, they're playing the Falcons. This concerns me because I'm a Jordan Addison owner. I'm a TJ Hawkinson owner in multiple leagues. Really, so we don't know what the heck to expect out of Jaron Hall. You would think you would target those nice, easier routes that a tight end can provide, and you go to your... Right now, your bell cow receiver, which is Jordan Addison. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Yeah, it's, I think with the, the MO with rookies has always been, they always seem to form some kind of like rapport with a lot of the, the second and third wide receivers yeah. on the roster because those are the guys that get to play with the backups essentially, mm-hmm. whereas the top right. guys like Justin Jefferson and so on, like don't essentially. Now, of course, Jefferson has been missing for a little while. He is eligible to return, but I don't think he is going to be returning today. So Not if that's today, the no. case, then you're, I mean, I think you, I feel okay about both starting Jordan Addison and Hawkinson because those guys are still studs. And, you know, you, you do always say start your studs, but you know, I, I mean, those, they're also going to give Jaron Hall the best chance to actually win. Luckily, they are playing the Atlanta Falcons. I, I, I think I, I feel better about the TJ Hawkinson play, if only because tight ends seem to be the like the blanket, the safety blanket for a lot of a lot of quarterbacks, a lot of young quarterbacks, and right. probably will be the case for Jaron Hall as well. But you're right, like with all Vikings players, I am tempering expectations. It might it might be the the best player today from a Vikings perspective might end up being. The uh, the running back might end up being Alexander Madison. Yeah, it could be right. Like, and uh, what about a little? Uh, is Cam Akers there? Yes, around there. Yeah. Maybe a little Cam. You know, maybe. You like, want to? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I personally know, but and for Atlanta, you looked at. I'm just seeing. It looks like is Desmond Ritter because the. Um, Arthur Smith was like adamant. He's yeah, like, Heineke is starting today. Taylor oh. Heineke is is the starter for Atlanta today. So I mean, oh, he is. okay. I, I think uh, not only that, but someone was ruled out. So no, oh, it was Drake London. Drake London was ruled out with a groin mm-hmm. injury. So knowing that on the Falcon side, of Heineke is starting. I mean, Heineke probably provides, provides you with a better, more pass volume for some yep. of the, the wideouts. So hey, maybe this is the Kyle Pitts game. Perhaps this, right. Maybe it, is maybe there's a production for Gold Kyle because we've seen. And you know what? If you're talking, is Taylor hmm, might have to might have to pick up Taylor Heineke here. Show don't tell uh, other people in our league. Uh, Taylor Heineke. You know what? In Washington, he he flashed like the dude. He's like kind of like almost 
not the wild man that Gardner Minshew is, but he kind of has that mentality where he's like, look, I'm in, let's, let's do it. Let's let loose. Like he put up some big numbers, led them to some wins, had some fun, right? We, we were cracking over some Heineke uh, not that long ago in Washington. Um, I, sure. I'm with you. Like, I think, I think that's a good play and, and actually ups the value of, um, of those Falcons players. That's true. I, I really do think when it comes to Heineke, he's the he's going to be the guy who, again, just probably provides the rest of the team with more more space on the field. Because Ritter, I don't think anyone. I'm, I'm not trying to crap on the guy, but I don't really think anyone was really respecting the the threat of the pass from Ritter, right? No. Because we knew what Arthur Smith did. It was just run, 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 run the ball. And somehow, even with someone like Bijan Robinson, it didn't really seem like it was that effective. So, I mean, we're going to say all this, and today they're going to come out with like 40 touches for Bijan Robinson yeah, because that's what Arthur Smith does, right? Arthur Smith's a weird, yeah, he's a weird coach. Uh, we got from uh, from Rick in the chat uh, a trade question. Grade the trade. We'll get to that in a, a few minutes there. Oh, okay. T Wolf, we'll get to that. Always like the grade the trade. Ooh, that's a good one. Okay, we'll get to that in a few minutes. Get your questions in fantasy football. If you're watching on Twitter, whatever, share the link at AndyMC81, at SickPodBrowns, at SNSLE, Instagram, at AndyMC Sports. All right, let's kick to the next game here. We got Rams at Packers. Matthew Stafford will not start. UCL joint or something in the thumb on the throwing hand. He is out. We have Brett Ripien in their show, and that is that is bad news for Puka and Cooper owners and all that. Puka will play. Um I guess again, this is this falls into rip you not a rookie, but falls into this swarm of just like black quarterback matchups today. Now you got Ripian in there. Um, have to distribute the ball. And I'd have to think you just it could be a nice run day for the Rams, maybe if you're a running back owner for the for the Rams. Yeah, like if you have Darrell Henderson, you got I mean, you're probably gonna start him anyways. And mm-hmm. he and Royce Freeman have been in kind of that like he they have been in a timeshare, right? Like yeah. they have been pretty equitably getting the ball and the touches there. So I, I think you're pretty good to start either of them because the Packers run defense is pretty bad. But yeah, uh, yeah from a from a passing standpoint, like I have Puka in a couple of leagues and I don't think I'm going to start him uh, in mm. either because a, a new quarterback and he's banged up. So how much do you want? Like if it was just yeah. one of those two things, I think I'd be, okay, you know what? I could roll the dice on it. And of course, it depends on the other wide receivers, injuries, and bye weeks, and so on. But if you can afford to, I think, I think I'm going to take the chance and not start him today. Just like if the, if the, if look, let me get your take on this, Andy. We just talked about Jordan Addison. If yeah. you're had to make a decision between Jordan Addison and Puka, look, I think I might go Addison because at yeah, least Addison is healthy, even though there is also a quarterback change in in Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, yeah, Puka earlier in the week it's been removed, but you're right with that. And and the new QB and Addison healthy, and Addison's the number one target, right? At least right. in theory, in in practice, he is the number one guy that should. KJ Osborne, I'm not going to do it in in one of my leagues where I do have KJ Osborne, but that's again to your point of where these backups mesh sometimes with the the secondary guys because that's who they practice with. Um, could be an interesting play for a KJ Osborne. Maybe that's a DFS look. Maybe it's something where you don't have to risk that much. But KJ Osborne could be one of those guys. Uh, now, for the Packers, Aaron Jones back and healthy. Bad fantasy year for Aaron Jones. Man, AJ Dillon in there, Watson's and Dubs in. Jaden Reed has actually low key show from a flex perspective from low double digit fantasy point production. Not bad. Might actually be the safest, kind of like the highest floor, lowest ceiling receiver. If you're looking for a nice, safe play that's not going to break the bank but not going to kill you, Jaden Reed has quietly been been pretty good. Yeah, it's not a bad like a DFS play, for example. Yeah. It might not be a bad end of your bench flex play if you're if you're missing a lot of guys on buy or injuries like we talked about before. Uh, I don't hate it. That's true because it, for whatever reason, Christian Watson has even though he has been healthy has not shown a ton of chemistry with Jordan Love this mm. year. Maybe that does even out. Maybe there's some, you know, positive regression if I can use that term by the end of the right. season or the fantasy season at least, but for now it's true. It's, it hasn't been great. Uh is did they have they released any more news on Aaron Jones because I haven't I hadn't seen whether that was 
it's just going to be a game time decision because boy, Aaron Jones. Like you're, right. I, I feel bad for a lot of people who drafted Aaron Jones because they probably got him at a pretty good discount. Mm-hmm. But Aaron Jones, like for the first time in ages, he has been not very durable. Right, no. like he's been pretty durable for his entire career, and then this year the hamstring thing has lingered essentially all season. That's really it's really unfortunate because he's been such a dynamic player pretty much since he was drafted. Yeah, no injury designation. It says he will play. Okay, okay. he will play. Here's the list, show. So I was looking for the six rookie quarterbacks will start today: Panthers, Bryce Young versus the Colts, Texans, C.J. Stroud versus the Bucks, Raiders, Aiden O'Connell, Giants. Bears, Tyson Bajant versus the Saints. Cardinals, Clayton Toon versus the Browns. And Jaron Hall for the Vikings versus the Falcons. Then you mix in like a Brett Ripien. This is a bad, bad day for some quarterback matchups, man. Holy cow. Yeah, well, when you add in, you said, you mentioned, I'm just looking at the matchups. You mentioned Ripien, so you add him in there. You're adding in Taylor Heineke. You're adding Heineke. in Gardner Minshew, right? Yeah. Like, you're adding in, like, all, all we need is Daniel Jones to get injured for, like, Tommy DeVito to get oh. into that game. Right, like, and then, and then, if if it hadn't been for some late developments for Deshaun Watson, PJ Walker probably would have started. So, like, you, if you take a look at all the quarterback situations around the entire NFL, they probably would have been in one of those. Like, apart from the top six to eight quarterbacks, every team has a quarterback that like probably is less than great, essentially. Yes, that's it. And then, yeah, you you just the, the whole scenario is is not is not great. Uh, now, I believe we got our guy, Grant Gillen, from IDP Guys. I think he's on site. There he is. Grant, can you hear us, buddy? Yeah, can you hear me, Andy? I got you. Be- looks like a beautiful sunny day in God's country, Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> it, it is awesome. We're sitting here watching the players get carted in uh, to the stadium, so it, it's a great day. We're going to see about mid-50s here with very minimal wind. I was gonna say you look, you have your Browns gear on, but now we're like uh, no toque, nothing like that. So it's it's pretty comfortable, yeah. Right now, huh? Yeah, I was actually surprised being November here in Ohio. I was thinking maybe a cold, freezing game. Right <laughs> now, uh, Grant, we we got to ask your opinion. Show was asking before on Deshaun Watson a fantasy question. He was thinking, what was it? Showed Watson or Love Jordan Love. Like what, Love. Grant? What's the expectation out of Deshaun Watson today? Man, uh, to me. I, I think this is going to be a run-heavy game. We're just going to see and make sure that Watson's healthy enough to play a full game. Um, but that's a tough question because Stefanski, as we all know, likes to throw the ball even though we don't need to throw the ball. Um, I, I'm still leaning probably Jordan Love on that one. Yeah, that's that, that's where I went as well. Now, Grant, you've been out and about on the, the town this morning. You were at Johnny's Little Bar place. we got Patrick and Aura in the house there. Hope you had a great time there. What's the uh, vibe? It was awesome. Him? It was a good spot. You know what? <laughs> we're we're looking good here. Don't see a lot of Arizona Cardinals fans. Uh, unlike the last game, it was 50-50 between Browns fans and 49ers fans. So Ooh. I'm expecting this place to be uh, loud and uh, rowdy here. Now, in in like the in the bar, just around, are people like? Is it nervous energy? Is it excitement? Are people happy to see Watson? Like, what's because we know as Browns fans, we get we get nervous. Yeah, you know what? It seems like a pretty confident energy here in Cleveland. But I don't get a bad vibe or anything. Uh, I mean, we're playing Arizona, so we should hopefully be uh, winning by two touchdowns. We are favored, I believe, 13 and a half. Oof. What do you think, Show? That's that's a bit spicy for me with Deshaun yeah. Watson coming back. You know what? I, I have always been a little afraid to take the double-digit spreads. But, I mean, also, Clayton Toon is starting for the Cardinals. The Browns' defense is arguably one of the, if not the best defense in the NFL. I mean, like, that's not a great recipe if you're uh, if you're a Cardinals fan. So maybe this is the day to take the double-digit spread, Grant. Could be. Uh, but I, I wouldn't, if I was, if I was betting on this game, I would not uh, be taking the double digit spread because I think it should be a low scoring, heavy run game. Just, just to protect Watson here, uh, to keep him healthy for next week's game against Baltimore. Yeah. You got the Baltimore, you got the Ravens Steelers, really the division on the line, these next two. So you got to get through this game. You got to win it, whatever. Where are your seats today? Where are you sitting? I'm sitting right on the goal line, uh, right where the Browns come out of the tunnel. So really looking forward to that. We show they got the dog pound, like the gates, and it has like the dogs with the red eyes and smoke shoots out. It's really cool. <laughs> oh yeah, and hey, I get free beer, free food, so I'm not Ooh. complaining one bit. Oh, 
Let's go. Yeah, John. Yeah, Johnny's <laughs> little bar with the brunch, and now you get the the free booze and uh, and food. That's awesome, man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, Grant. Let's get your prediction. Then we'll let you get back to uh, enjoying your time there in uh, at Cleveland Brown Stadium. Score prediction today: uh, Browns Cardinals. Ooh, I got I got Browns by. Uh, let's go ten. Um, okay. Score prediction. Let's go. Um, let's go twenty-seven seventeen. Although I do see our defense getting after this rookie quarterback tonight or today. 27-17 for Grant. I say 24-13 Browns. Show, you got a you got a Browns Cardinals prediction? You know what? I'll say 21-14. 21-14. Yeah. Sweep for the Browns. All right. Grant, we'll let you get back to it, buddy. Looking good, man. Thanks for jumping on. Hey, thanks, Andy, for having me on the show. Absolutely. Enjoy it. There he goes, Grant Gillen from IDP, guys. Great follow, too, on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, so there you go. Looks like a hey, show from all accounts around the league. Doesn't look like there's any bad weather games in days because we're in that That's time good. of year where we have to sort of keep track, which does have, have a fantasy impact. So looks very nice in Cleveland. Um, I think running back wise, let's let's fantasy wise, let's go to that Browns game here. I feel it's tricky because Jerome Ford is back from that ankle and really avoided uh, the high ankle sprain, which was impressive. True. Yeah, but. You got Ford, and then the B is sort of uh, Kareem Hunt, who's your power goal line guy. And then Pierre Strong. Boy, in another world show, coming over via trade from your Patriots, that guy's look good, man. Like, he's, like, got some pop to him. But he's going to kind of be mixed in. So I think it's like, if you have Kareem Hunt, flex, you need him to get a touchdown, but he's got three touchdowns in the last two games, so that's possible. And then probably Jerome Ford more is the, you know, every down type of back a little bit. Yeah, it, it kind of felt like the last time out for Kareem Hunt. Don't get me wrong, it was a great fantasy day, but it also felt like he salvaged that day by scoring the touchdown at the goal line because had yeah. he not scored the touchdown, it would have been a relatively pedestrian day for him, right? Because he was yeah. still splitting touches with other players. So uh, now that Jerome Ford is, you know, you're thinking he's going to get a lot more touches. If it's Ford and Hunt versus Hunt and, Let's say Pierre Strong, and I agree with you. Pierre Strong looks like he could be some. Looks like he could be more than just a guy as soon as next year, maybe. But mm -hmm. you're right. I I think uh, yeah, I think I'd probably feel better going with uh, Jerome Ford. And and again, the Cardinals' defense is pretty terrible, so I, I'm not sure you can yes. like you know that's that's just a matter of fact, right? So you can probably feel good about starting most Browns players, but I would feel better about the running backs versus the uh, the pass catchers yeah and plus jerome ford has proven to catch well out of the backfield and even That's deep field. in that last yeah. game where watson was at full health caught a beautiful i think it was night when we were down in, uh for the tennessee and beautiful law 19 yard touchdown into the end zone. it was gorgeous so you can mix that in probably better ppr for the cardinals you know keontae ingram is kind of just the default um, his average last year show was 2.4 yards a carry. So I'm not super excited about Keontae Ingram today. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think like especially because it's the Browns defense and it's a, a rookie, a new quarterback there with Toon. They, you think they will lean on the run game, but at the same time on the road, hostile environment, first game. I just I think I might just stay away from all Cardinals today. Like even Trey McBride, who looked phenomenal last time out, but yeah, I just I might stay away from everyone. I was gonna say maybe McBride because again, we look to those young quarterbacks. What's the short safe out of your hand, especially yeah, if sure. Miles Garrett and company's coming? Yeah. Let's just see how he did the other way. Ooh, boy, he was great. Really he had a phenomenal day. He had like a twenty-plus fantasy point day. I, I just I I wonder. That's what I mean. But I, is that sustainable with? Uh, with no. Clay Tune versus like Josh Dobbs, who is now Minnesota, right, right, and even when Zach Ertz was healthy, he was Zach Ertz was the most targeted tight end before he got hurt. But you're right, this is a new quarterback. What do you have six three two twenty for Clayton Tune? What does it What does it look like? But interesting. If you're in trouble for Trey, you know, tight end, maybe you don't have a choice there. Uh, we yeah, some like more maybe you have Sam Laporta, who's on his bye this week. Maybe you yes. need to fill in for Laporta, and maybe you'd have no choice but to use McBride. Maybe you're going to be with Chase Hill, like Andy. Who knows? Oh, God. That show, that guy's getting me two points today. I know it. I know it. <laughs> I think the, the game, the, the prediction thing oh. is 2.9 points, like the projected fantasy points. I know I'm hitting it. Why? I, 
I know. Why so low? Yahoo, why? Why I know. I know. I have a minute. I'm like, oh, this is going to kill me. All right. Let's get, let's, we got some questions flowing in here. You know they're doing it? They're they're keeping your expectations low. That's what they're doing. God. I'm so, I'm so mad. I'm like, I'm just prepared. I'm just prepared, show. Okay. Let's, Trent's in the house too in the chat. Let's get to some Ask Andy. Let's answer some questions here. All right, so let's jump on in. If you're on Twitter, at AndyMC81, at SNS Ali, at SickPodBrowns, or jump in the chat here. What do we got? We got on Twitter, uh, at ROLWITHIT. says, standard league debating RB2 and WR2. Is Aaron Jones ready? We just talked about him. Or stay with Mostert. Well, Mostert's playing right now. Uh, so I guess Jones. Uh, Gabe Davids performed two weeks in a row or go with Meyer. Boy, show I just, I think for Gabe Davis, like his production is more consistent with where people drafted him last year after he was way overhyped after that four touchdown game. So like, I kind of feel just overall, like a bit more confident with Gabe Davis than going with Meyer in a uh, kind of a a wild, the the wild West situation that he's in. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one of a kind ring that you design at blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Yeah, because the Raiders, again, like you're playing for a new coach, but what do you get out of Aiden O'Connell? It's true. Right. Like, what, what do you really, what can you really expect from Jacoby Myers versus Gabe Davis? I might also go Gabe Davis just because he seemed to really embrace that number two wideout role for Josh Allen. And you you also know they're going to throw the ball like a bazillion times, right? Like, you're not, yeah. you're not really sure with the Raiders. They'll probably throw it a lot, yes, but... When you have someone like Josh Jacobs, they might lean a little more in the run game, whereas Josh right. Allen is throwing the ball like probably like 50 times tonight, right? He's Maybe more. Yeah. And yeah. If, if that's the case, he's going to look Gabe Davis's way. So it, it, it's also a tougher matchup for the Bills. Like Obviously, the Bengals are a far better team than the mm-hmm. Giants are, even if the Bengals have gone off to like the greatest starts. But uh, yeah, I probably roll. I'd probably roll uh, old Gabe. Over, Jaco- jo- over Jacoby until we see what Jacoby's role is. Also, I think I think your, your the twi- guy's Twitter handle was his name was Randy, and I think his last name was L. So I'm guessing it was like his his name must be like R O L. So like roll with it, clever. clever oh, that's it. clever. All right, there you go. <laughs> Show figured it out. All right, Randy, good, you good, good handle, Randy. I like. It. So good. All right, we're we're with it, fellow fellow kids. Yes. All right. Let's say, let's get to some of the questions in the chat here. The Bobby Trees of... thing, Andy. Remember that? Oh Bobby man. <laughs> I'm like, who? The... I'm looking. I'm like, who Bobby the hell is Bobby Trees? And it's Robert Woods. Very clever. Uh, Very clever. Good. Got me. Here we go from our guy Rick here. Grade the trade: McCaffrey and Alave for Gray Jacobs and St. Brown. Boy, show I'd have to say anything involving Christian McCaffrey. If you're getting McCaffrey, you're winning. Yeah, I mean, Josh, if you're giving up Josh Jacobs, uh, so and you're and you're get, pardon me, giving up Josh Jacobs and St. Brown, but you're getting back McCaffrey. I kind of agree with you. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm gonna St. Brown has been one of the best mm-hmm. wide receivers in the entire league this year. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So to give him up is tough, and Olave has been pretty inconsistent. He has been. I mean, he's been injured. And then there was some of that stuff, I don't know if you saw, where he was uh, like he was running the wrong routes and Derek Carr was like getting pissed off and he was like throwing and the ball arrested. out of him. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't great. But, but if you're getting Christian McCaffrey, I would think that that evens it out, no? I, I would think so. And it's always tricky too. Like as great as Amandra St. Brown is, it's always easier to find productive wide receivers. Maybe than, that's, that's a good point. You know? 
than the top running back in yeah. Christian McCaffrey. So yeah. I'd say I'd say it's uh you know depending what the rest of your running back group looks like, whoever gets McCaffrey wins it. But yeah, St. Brown uh, having a hell of a year and Jacobs can be serviceable RB two. All right, let's get to the next one here. What do we got? We got uh, from Trent. Morning, guys. Hello, Trent. Half PPR pick two: Chuba Hubbard, Darrell Henderson, Puka, Devonta Smith, Devin Singletary. Now, Singletary is interesting because um, I had this situation too. I had Damian Pierce, who was out, picked up Singletary. Could be a bit of a committee mode there, but I, for me, show I'm saying no Chuba. Chuba's just he's he's, he's just flat. He's just flat. Yeah. He's done nothing. I'll go Singletary. <sighs> Puka, boy, for Stafford, no brainer. But how can we do that? And Devonta Smith has just not been great all year. I think I might go Singletary and Henderson. What do you think? So I agree with you on Chuba. Makes me sad because Chuba, old, old Canadian, our Canadian, Canadian guy, right? He's had but, he just has been good. No, yeah. I agree with you. They, they've been giving him the starting role, and he has not produced. So it's been enough weeks of this that I think I'm with you. So I, I will pass on Chuba. Um, so I, I, you heard me talk about Puka earlier, and he did have mm. the. I know he has no tag going into the game today, but it's not, not like his injury healed. After me, after me, he was questionable all week. So I think with these options, I think I'd feel okay about passing on Puka. I think because uh, the the Rams are going to rip in, I'm going to actually say you start Darrell Henderson. Mm-hmm. Think mm-hmm. Oh, Henderson against the terrible Packers defense, and you. I think you're going to have to do hope that he scores a touchdown because, like I said earlier, he and Royce Freeman have been splitting touches, but I will go Darrell Henderson, and I'll actually go Devontae Smith. It's close, but I'll go Devontae Smith just because, obviously, A.J. Brown is the top dog, like the alpha wide receiver in that room for uh, for the Eagles, But and they have a tough matchup against the Cowboys. This is true, but mm-hmm. a lot of attention is being given to A.J. Brown today, then I wonder if Jalen Hurts doesn't look Devontae Smith's way, so... I, I think I will go Devonta and uh, and Darrell Henderson, and th- that's going to be a great matchup too. I can't yeah, wait for that. that. That's yeah. that really that's a big deciding factor, not just for the NFC East division, but kind of a tone setter for the whole conference, really, right? Because the 49ers struggling, Eagles top dog. You know, can Dallas get back into it? And Devonta Smith, who um, had three straight weeks of single digit fantasy point production, just was has been soft all year. Last week. Seven catches, seven targets, 99 yards, and a touchdown. So like you said, if A.J. Brown, and we think he should, obviously, get covered heavy, could be a nice day for Devonta Smith. So, um, yeah, that's that's a, that's a bit of a tricky one there. All right, we got another one here from Rick. Uh, and we got, yeah, PPR Flowers or Nico Collins? Show, as much as it pains me to say, Zay Flowers has been good, man. He's been... He's been the, if you're not Mark Andrews, you want Zay Flowers if you're a Ravens player, uh, especially in PPR. The guy gets tons of touches. That's a good point. You know what? Yeah. I might go, I might go Nico Collins in PPR just because Zay Flowers, don't get me wrong, I do agree with you. Zay Flowers has been great. And I actually, I think I have him, I'm in five leagues this year, Andy. Mm-hmm. I think I have him in four of them. So I, oh. I have a lot of Zay Flowers exposure. Uh, yes. Whether that is good or bad, I'm not 100% certain. I have a lot of, for some reason, Zay Flowers exposure and a lot of DJ Moore exposure, which hmm. has been good and bad also because of all the Justin Fields Bears stuff. But yeah, I think I might go Nico Collins just because I feel like he he is CJ Stroud's first and second look most of the time, whereas right. Zay Flowers, while I do think he is, he kind of sometimes is a second look for Lamar Jackson because Mark Andrews is still there. Sometimes the running game takes over to the point where none of the receivers have a particularly herald the day. Like, that's what happened last week that's it. for the Ravens, right? Like the Ravens, yep. pretty much no one had a good day. Even if the Ravens did manage to pull out a win, you still got more from like Gus Edwards than you were getting from either Mark Andrews or Lamar Jackson or Zay. So I think for that reason in PPR specifically, I might go Nico Collins because, because if he finishes what, like if he finishes with five catches and 65 yards, you still feel you're getting like a double digit day out of Nico Collins. Whereas like you might not even get that from Zay Flowers. He might need to score a touchdown to like catch up. I'm not yeah. saying Zay Flowers is bad. It's just 
I wonder, you know, I mean, the Texans are playing the Buccaneers, the At Ravens home. are playing the Seahawks, so maybe equal level of competition there, but yeah, PPR, I might lean just slightly, I might lean Nico. So show slightly Nico, I'll go slightly Flowers on that one. And let's let's go with that Ravens-Seahawks game, sort of wrap that one up. I think we covered who you, you know, obvious people for the, um, uh, for the Ravens. A guy with the Seahawks show that stood out to me last week, and I'm not going to play him because I don't think the um, consistency will be there, especially with a DK Metcalf getting healthier. Jake Bobo. It sounded like a, a boss from the, the old Double Dragon arcade game, the Bobo boss, like those, those big yes. giant guys. Like, Bobo? What the heck? Jake Bobo um, looked good last week. Couple catches. And I we had a, I had a question earlier in the week on a Jake Bobo uh, run. He ran the ball once. He had like a little toss. Um, the volume's just not there. He's getting like two targets. So I'm, I'm fading on, on Bobo. Um, but that that Seattle offense, it came out hot. Then it went cold for like two and a half quarters. It, it's just, I, I think you go, you know, if DK Metcalf is uh, is healthy, Tyler Lockett's a bit up and down. But I think you, you kind of, let me just check DK here. Let's make sure. What's his status? Okay, he's healthy. Yeah, I'd, I'd say you go DK, Lockett, and then Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, with those two being healthy, kind of again gets pushed down the pecking order a bit. Yeah, it's true. I I think you're probably right that it's probably just everything as normal. Like you're starting all of Lockett and DK and Kenneth Walker alongside Geno mm. Smith, and they're all like have twos and threes next to their names instead of ones, perhaps. But yeah, uh, yeah I think I think you're probably right. Jackson Smith and Jigba is interesting because I think he's starting to come around from a fantasy right. perspective. I think we all kind of thought he'd be better sooner, right? Mm. But uh, he's, he's been popping a little bit more frequently, so I wouldn't feel terrible about starting him, but it would be as no more than a flex play and only if guys are on bye weeks for or if you're in an injury pinch, for example. But uh, yeah, yeah I, I'm a little, I don't know about you, but I'm a little concerned, Andy, about Kenneth Walker. The touches have decreased a little bit and they have been like less quality touches and now you're playing the Ravens a team that is still pretty good at six and two one of the better teams in the uh in the AFC so I I mean it's not like you're not starting Kenneth Walker but I wonder if maybe after a very hot start maybe you temper some expectations uh even if like again you're not benching him but it's like you're expecting more closer to RB2 production than than RB1 yeah I I totally agree on that uh commanders patriots next one up three and five team versus a two and six team oh baby let's go 41 and a half show if we're we're laying some coin on this i think i might take the under this just screams of like a 13 10 stinker <laughs> oh yeah i mean it's at home so the patriots have played a, like a little bit better at home but i mean a little bit better is still pretty awful so yeah, yeah look man, from a from a fantasy perspective they lost Kendrick Bourne, who was basically their only playmaker right. all season. Ramondre Stevenson, obviously, is still very good. It's just the offensive line is so awful that he has gotten no time to do literally anything. So, so I mean, I guess you're starting Ramondre Stevenson. I would start literally no one else from the Patriots, especially now that uh, Kendrick Bourne is gone. I My danger zone pick will be a Demario Douglas danger zone pick. Oh. Though, so I do have that a little bit later on but on the commander side maybe you feel okay about starting let's say logan thomas and there is no curtis samuel curtis samuel i think was ruled out with a toe injury so mm. perhaps this means that sam howell will actually look john dotson's way for once because john dotson had been so awful from a fantasy perspective all year and then last week uh, mm-hmm. Curtis Samuel went out and then Dotson caught a touchdown. So I, I do kind of wonder if maybe the absence of Samuel uh, next to Scary Terry will mean more targets for probably both Dotson and Logan Thomas because Sam Howell has no problem chucking that football. So I, I feel I feel better about starting Terry McLaurin, Logan Thomas, and Jahan Dotson than I do anyone else on the Patriots pretty much. Yeah, and I'm with you on Logan Thomas. Could be a nice Logan Thomas day. Uh, I have one share of Thomas, so I'm hoping for that. Show, I found myself in bye week hell in one of my other leagues. And just by pure, I'm like, I didn't like it. But just based on like what else was available, I have, unfortunately, I have to be heavily invested in the Patriots today. Ramondre Stevenson, my RB2. Demario Douglas as my desperation flex and the Pats defense. Oh my, (laughs) three Three New England starts for me. Help! You're oh. probably gonna 
probably going to lose that game, Andy. I'm probably and losing this league. You're hinging on those three guys. But, hey, yeah. I mean, those are the three most attractive fantasy plays from a, a Patriots perspective. Like, you're certainly not starting literally oh. anyone else. So, uh, maybe it could work out for oh, you. Boy. I am... I, I wonder, I wonder, like on a poll, what should I be more confident in? Those three Patriots producing or Taysom Hill screwing me over this week? Oh. Vote now in the uh, I'd be more com- confident in Taysom Hill. <laughs> Taysom Hill is going to ruin my day. I, I just know it. I know it. He knows it. He doesn't know me, show, but I know there's just like a, a twinkle in his eyes. Like, hmm, going to wreck someone's day today. And it's, it's going to be mine. Uh, <laughs> we, went, we, we went over Bears, Saints already, Seahawks, Ravens. Uh, for the Buccaneers, we've mentioned the Texans already. CJ Stroud, you're starting Stroud for the Texans, of course. Buccaneers, I don't know. Like, if you're if you need a little help, I wouldn't mind a little bake, a little baker getting you 17 fantasy points, maybe, right? Why not? Chris Godwin, of course. You know what? It's probably a higher floor, Andy, than any of those other guys we talked about, like the rookies or anyone else will get you. I mean, even if like he gets you 15 points, right? That's probably fine. I yeah. would say, right? Like, uh, given where the quarterback position is this week, this year, like if if you don't have one of Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Tua, Burrow, uh, did I say Lamar Jackson already? I'm yeah. not sure. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. Yeah, yeah, like if if you don't have those guys, you're in the same mushy middle as everyone else, right? So Baker yeah. is not a uh, a terrible fill in and he's shown the ability to get the ball to both Chris Godwin and Mike Evans who I think you're also starting today like there's no question you're starting either of those guys and I think Rashad White against the Texans you can feel okay about starting him he's been a PPR machine like my goodness you start him in either half or full PPR you're getting a double digit fantasy day probably yeah yeah White has been and I don't think he's necessarily gotten enough um love off of that right like yeah let me just check real quick because you're you're definitely right on that. I got Godwin going in like three leagues today. So, yeah, especially last two weeks, 15.9, 17.9 fantasy points. Uh, has a two other double-digit days. Uh, yeah. And now you have Houston, Tennessee, couple games. Now, the Tennessee defense I don't like, but today, absolutely. I think that's a, a really good, really good play there. Uh, we got Colts, Panthers. Show I would take. Okay, Pan- our Colts are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Here's what we have to realize. Panthers got their first win. They exhale. Oh, Bryce Young. I think they are just ready to be pounced on because there's not the pressure to get the first win. They exhale. If the Colts can strike first with Gardner Minshew, I think this could be a route. Like, I think they could win by a touchdown or more in this. Not that the Colts are some unstoppable force. Josh Downs has been my guy. Uh, Looks like he will play today. That is a must start if he's healthy. That guy's been phenomenal with Gardner Minshew. But I just feel the Panthers. Boy, man, if you're not named Adam Thielen, I don't know if I want any part of you on the Panthers. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think I don't think anyone outside of Thielen is startable. You know what's funny? The Colts. I mean, they have ter- a terrible defense, and mm. that's the, that needs to be fixed, obviously. But they actually have one of the more potent offenses in the entire NFL. Yeah, which is kind of crazy to say. Like they yeah. have by record and by statistics, they have I think a top five offense. In all of the NFL, which is nuts, because this has persisted even without Anthony Richardson with Gardner Minshew at the helm. So Gardner Minshew, by the way, also a nice villain, although he's been so good, I feel like he's probably owned in most leagues at this point because he's been a great villain. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I feel good about starting most Colts players. And even if you are a little iffy on downs, only because of the injury, obviously, uh, we've seen... Minshew looked Pittman's way a little bit more frequently, and he has also leaned on the 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 run game. So maybe this is one of those rare situations, Andy, where you can start both uh, Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss because they've actually both been pretty productive uh, at times. Yeah, you know what? You're you're right. Um, now we got a, a message from uh, Rick, and says, "Get rid of the New England defense. Take the Raiders D. Should still be there." Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Hey! 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You know what? I think I might do that. I think I might do that. Is that my, hold on, is that my keeper one? Let's see. It is. Okay, I'm going to see, I'm going to see right now, live. Let's see if the Raiders, if the Raiders defense is there for me. Probably is. If it is, you know what? Because again, I think it's one of those cases where it's such a relief to be away. Ah, damn it. Someone's got him. Oh, that's funny. well, back to, back to New England. That's probably why I picked New England because the Raiders were taken. That's probably why I did it. <laughs> if I remember. Uh, okay. We'll do a couple more and then we'll get to the, uh, our danger zone pick. Let's go to the money game here. Show Cowboys Eagles. Oh boy. Let's Cowboys to start Tony Pollard with all the bluster and preseason hype. Pretty ordinary. Like he's come in as like a average RB2 overall on the year. I haven't been overly impressed. I I always wonder if he needs someone like a hmm. bruiser type running back in order to be successful. You know what I mean? Like I I guess he all the times he's been successful, it's been when he has been splitting carries with Zeke, who is right. that bruiser. And obviously he lost a step in the last couple of years, but I, I mean, there were there were questions as to what that run game would look like, and the offensive line has largely been unchanged for the Cowboys, at least like between last year and this year. And last year he was great, so I agree with you. Like, I, I wonder if he just is not the run between the tackles type of guy, and they've been just been running him into the right into the so front wow. of the other team's defensive line, like over and over and over and over again. So That's I kind of wonder if it's a kind of an offensive play calling thing because you got to remember too. Kellen Moore went off to Los Angeles, and now Mike McCarthy is actually calling the plays. And right. This was also like somewhat of a bugaboo when he was coaching Green Bay, right? So I, I kind of wonder if that's a part of it as well. I, I mean, it's not like you can bench Tony Pollard because nah. the guy's got a home run waiting to happen on any single play. But I agree with you. Like, from given where you likely drafted him, he's been disappointing. Yeah. Over. How about? Can I get? I have CeeDee Lamb in one of my leagues. What a, a weak winner for the Cowboys. Oh, show. It was like three minutes in. He had 40 points. I was like, what? <laughs> Last week, the numbers, 14 targets, 12 catches, 158 yards, two touchdowns. And he ran one time for 12 yards just for just to spike it in people's faces. Fun. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Now, we don't expect that. But CeeDee Lamb, after um, a down week in week five, has really come back strong. And against Philly, again, this is a it's a division matchup show, so weird things happen. It could be a closer, lower scoring game potentially. Um, but man, that was fun last week. CD Lamb Pollard, obviously. I'd start Dak today, too. I'd go Dak. Yeah, you know what? Dak has been he's been as usual, he's been up and down. But I mean, again, we talked about the situation the quarterback position is in. So if you have Dak, I feel like you probably have to start him. Even if the danger of him getting it like 13 points just as there as him getting you 30 points but yep. I, I and again the Eagles defense the Eagles defense sneaky has been okay like it hasn't been it was it's been great against garbage teams and it's been just fine against even mediocre teams I mean look at the two games they played against of all teams the commanders the commanders like ripped them up up and down the field and, uh, and so, you know, you're playing the Cowboys. The Cowboys are obviously a much more competitive team. So yeah. maybe you still feel okay about starting Dak and virtually all the Dallas position players. But I actually would I would kind of want to bench that. I wouldn't drop the Eagles defense, but I would like to bench them if possible. Right. And that Dallas um, defense, after the first couple of weeks, has really come back down to earth as well, right? Not the fantasy juggernaut yeah. that it, it looked like it was on track for. Eagles I think we know, we're, yeah, right? We're, we're not going anywhere too cute. We're going Goddard. You're going uh, Smith as a secondary option, A.J. Brown, and you go um, Swift in the backfield, I guess. Goddard, right? Andy, I, I honestly do think, though, he is, he has been pretty disappointing. Even mm-hmm. for a tight end, he has been disappointing. Yeah. So, I, you know, if you were going to tell me you're starting Logan Thomas or Taysom Hill or, or uh, any of the other kind of fill in tight end options this week. If you were saying you feel good about starting them over Dallas Goddard, I'm not going to argue too much because he Dal- Jalen Hurts just hasn't really looked his way 
that much. Even in PPR formats, it hasn't been that great. So I might yeah. I might bench Goddard this week, as crazy as that is to say, because you and I are both pretty big fans of Dallas Goddard. Yeah, well, since week five, so start to the year, first four weeks, terrible. I was banged up in week one. You got weeks two, three, four, single digits. Then tw- 117 yards week five. He's back, not so fast. Then five catches the next week, 9.2 fantasy points. Then 18.7, 7.6 last week. So it's a bit of a back and forth. We'll have to see if yeah, there's any yeah. sort of trend or consistency there. Last game, though, we'll get to our danger zone pick. Oh, the Bills and Bengals. Oh, man. Two and a half point favorites are Cincinnati at home. After that 0-3 start show, the Bengals have been red hot. That, that calf looks like it's healed enough, and they're back. Buffalo has been weirdly inconsistent just when you think you figure them out. They change the question, whether that's good or bad. Like it's, And I'm with you from earlier. Josh Allen's thrown that ball a ton. And I think, actually, and I wish they would just stop, like, let James Cook cook a little bit more. You know, like the guy, when he's when he's been given the chance, he's actually been pretty good, right? Like, I, I think there's a, as far as a um, an option to try to save Josh Allen overall, I think there's a, a path to it. He just, it just doesn't seem necessarily in that offensive DNA of Buffalo for them to do that. I, you know, it's funny. I had this same thought and I was talking to a Bill's guest on the fan the other day. And I said that exact thing to the Bill's guest. And the guy was like, he was, it was Greg Thompson from cover one Buffalo. He made right, like a lot yeah. of pre and post game okay. stuff. So Greg says to me, show, would you be surprised if to know that James Cook was on pace for 1400 scrimmage yards this year, 1400. I was what? like, that is it's incredible. That doesn't really feel like it based on his his week in week out results. So I I, I think that's pretty good. I, I but I agree with you. I like wow. it, it does feel like there's a lot more meat left on the bone for James Cook because he does look pretty explosive every time he touches the football. Right. So first I mean, month he, of the season too, he was popping. Yeah. Yeah, so he, he, like, especially considering that, and I'm not saying this crap on Latavius Murray by any means, but Latavius Murray is literally the oldest running back in the National Football League, and he's getting more touches than you would generally expect. So I agree, yeah, I think we do, you do want more from James Cook, but apart from him, I mean, you're starting him, obviously. You're obviously starting Josh Allen, and you're obviously starting Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis. Like, you're, I think the only question mark was, like, Dalton Kincaid, but as long as, Dawson Knox is on the IR. You pretty much have to start him too, right? So last week, touchdown last time out. So you feel pretty good about starting literally every member of the Bills' offense. And look at the targets. Like this goes to show again how much this offense throws the ball. Like I feel like we could say for those for Davis and and Diggs, it's like oh six to eight targets, six to and Dalton Kincaid eight targets two weeks ago, seven targets. Again, there's just there's enough ball for everyone. He just keeps throwing it all the time. So Kincaid, yeah, uh, looked really good. Must start there. And that Cincinnati defense, good knock great. You can have Adam there. Uh, that's that's going to be a good game. Some good primetime games today. Yeah, okay, so are you ready for good. the uh, the danger zone? Ready to get yeah, let's dangerous do it. here? Okay, danger zone. Let's- all right, my danger zone pick. I'm going to that Raiders-Giants game because after a coaching change, usually teams get a bump. But when you eliminate what looked to be a toxic, toxic head coach in Josh McDaniels, who I'm sure will run back to Uncle Bill in New England as a special teams assistant at some point, uh, it just seems show that the team's looser, they're having fun. I'm all over the Raiders against a bad Giants team. So my in-game parlay... Uh, on the DraftKings Sportsbook, where you can use code Six Sports, five dollar bet gets you two hundred bucks. Bet Six Sports DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. There it is. Crown is yours. Official betting partner of the National Football League. My game is this: uh, over two hundred and fourteen and a half passing yards for Aiden O'Connell. He had two hundred and sixty uh, his first time out. Anytime touchdown for Josh Jacobs. Like we said, if you're smart. You give the young quarterback the nice running back comfort zone, handing off short passes, anytime touchdown for Josh Jacobs and Raiders money line. So Raiders to win outright. That plays pays plus four ten money show. Wow. For all those. It's dangerous because the Raiders are not good. But I think it's doable, right? Like 214 plus two and a half or 214 and a half passing yards. Josh Jacobs anytime. Raiders money line, danger zone, in-game parlay, plus four ten. Let's go. 
Okay, so you're, you're going with a parlay for the danger zone. We parlay haven't done danger. that before. I, yeah. I do like it. I do like it. That means success for uh, AOC and for Jacobs and for the Raiders as a whole. I, I do like it. Uh, my danger zone pick will, like I said, be uh, focused on Demario Douglas. I, uh, I think I'm going to go from a fantasy perspective, Andy. I will say in a PPR league, Demario Douglas is a top 15 wide receiver this week. In PPR, he is a top 15 wide receiver. So that means he's got to catch a ton of passes and obviously pro- probably score a touchdown as well because, you know, the performance of all these other wide receivers. But I will say top 15 PPR. You know what? Let's say half PPR as well. In both the half and full PPR leagues, make it a little more dangerous. Danger zone pick. I hope you're right for my one league show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hope. And you know what? The targets, six targets. Two weeks ago, seven, caught four, five, ran the ball once, too. You just got to get lucky on one. He gets a touchdown and has those numbers. You're looking at a, a pretty decent little fantasy day. Yeah, sure. That's not bad. All right. Good stuff, man. Well, that'll that'll do it, show. Uh, tell people where they can find you, hear you, all that good stuff. Yeah, SNS Alley on Twitter or X. And, uh, yeah, I'll be back for more NFL content pretty much all week. I'm hosting a lot of uh, evening shows on on radio in uh, in Toronto this week. So uh, you'll hear me talking a lot, I'm sure, about the Raiders and the Bills and the Patriots in the next uh, next seven days. And Demario Douglas exploding for a top yes, exactly. wide receiver performance. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's do it. Thanks to Grant Gillen for our man on the street there outside Cleveland Brown Stadium from IDP, guys. Thank you for all of you for listening. Share the link. Make sure you subscribe. Turn those notifications on. For Show Ali, I'm Andy McNamara. You've been watching The Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara. As always, Go Browns! And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.